Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, Egg Chasers. This is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. In fact, this feels wrong doing it without the music. We, I don't have the music because we're doing this on Zoom from our remote homes. Nothing to do with a Tier 3 lockdown in Manchester. We just, um, we're all busy and working. Uh, but we're yeah, bringing you a midweek domestic podcast. And also, for the record, uh, should we want to meet up doing per, uh, do it in person? We do pay tax on our podcast earnings, so completely legitimate. It's work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yes, absolutely. It's work in, in quotation marks. It, it never feels like work with you two guys. Um, Phil, uh, <laughs> help me out with this then, because I haven't got any music. And since we started the last podcast with some music in honour of Exeter, and now we know that Wasps are going to be in the Premiership final, do you want uh, Wasps the Overture? Do you want Mouthful of Wasps? I've just gone to Spotify and looked at songs with wasps in the title. Nadine Shah with Wasps Nest. Um, 1,000 Wasps in a Jam Jar. What, what, any of those? Oh, that one. Yeah, the 1,000 Wasps in a Jam Jar. 1,000 Wasps in a Jam Jar. Okay. Nice choice, Phil. Welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. The podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We're just here for a midweek domestic podcast. I'm Tim. That's Phil. Hello, Tim. With his fine choice of uh, folk music. And there's JB. Hello, Tim. Tim, that sound you get at the start of an Apple advert. (laughs) Tell me about all the nice things you do with with, with an iPhone, not all the bad things that you do with an iPhone. (laughs) Well, uh, we we could, maybe that could be our theme tune if if we want to start a coffee podcast, which by the sounds of the five minutes we were chatting before this podcast started, it's, uh, it's a goer. It is. I bought myself a coffee machine. I've upgraded from an espresso and I've spent an ungodly amount of money on a new espresso machine. Sorry, upgraded from a Nespresso to actual espresso and I have no idea what, what I'm doing. I spent all, I've, I've wasted about 20 quid's worth of ground coffee today trying to pull an espresso. It's bloody hard. <laughs> so watch out for the, the, the Egg Chasers coffee spin-off coming your way very soon. Exactly. Oh, definitely. Let's start with that good news story then, that Wasps are going to take their place in the Premiership final. Good. In fact, d- delighted. Yeah, d- definitely. It would, have, it, would have felt, um, it would have felt weird and wrong for, well, either Bristol or Bath or anyone else further down the league table to have a crack at the final. So I'm glad, it's, I'm glad it is going to be Wasps because they've earned the right to, by getting in the top four, getting in the top two and then winning their home semi-final. Um, it is, there is a little bit of disappointment that um, we don't actually know what kind of team Wasps are going to be putting out because they're missing seven players. They've had seven players isolated and four um, 
coaching staff or wider staff who are isolating as a result of the positive tests. Now, as far as I'm aware, from what I've read, we don't know if that's academy boys, if that's first teamers, if it's a mix. So we could see a slightly or very depleted Wasps team in the final, which will uh, somewhat um, degrade the quality of the the spectacle. Yeah, I don't know if this kind of plays into Wasps' favour a bit. I have not predicted them to win a game for a long time, or when I do, I think it's by a skin of their teeth, or eventually they're going to be found out or something. And I wonder if an extra bit of um, hardship... Uh, uh, you know, an extra level of difficulty might actually work in their favour because they've been superb so far. Maybe they'll just go down uh, down their depth chart a little bit more or get another guy from the championship and he'll be ace too. So who knows? Well, clearly their systems and the structures and the, and the form they had, uh, you'd hope would manage to weather the fact that they won't have been able to train as a squad for, for two weeks. But they, they won, what, 12 out of 13 games and... Uh, so hopefully it won't have a massive effect on them. Yeah, everyone's going to be looking for the team on uh, Friday lunchtime to see exactly who it is. Um, but I, I suppose fair play to everyone at Wasp for containing it to seven people because we saw at Sale how one false positive quickly in the space of a week spun into, what, 27, well, I... tw- 27 of their own uh, staff and players and several, maybe more than three, as it turned out, of Northampton. So to contain it, and to actually get the game on shows, well, for one, it should reinstall a bit of confidence that the systems that have been set up can work. Yeah, just on that one, Tim. Um, say I didn't have a false positive, they had a false negative. But false Wasp negative. had two false positives as well. Correct. So sort of, with two, didn't... No, four false... No, four positives, two of which were false. Correct. Uh, it just shows once it's in the squad, it's very, very hard to contain. Well... Wasps have done it. They're playing a game, which I, I was honestly thinking yesterday this, that they're not going to make it because we saw how one, yeah. led to, one led to eight, led to 27 at sale in the space of a week. Yeah, madness. Um, good. I, I'm just delighted that they're there. And I sincerely hope that they put up a very good team and put, and put up an even strong, stronger performance. This is what it makes, made me think of when I saw that Wasps were playing uh, towards the end of the Karate Kid movie. This is the moment we've been waiting for. Daniel LaRusso's got a fight. Daniel LaRusso's got a fight. It's as good a solution as any which the government has <laughs> Infinitely better than anything that, that, that Nicola Sturgeon can think of. Yeah, yeah. Not wanting to get into politics, but like, I'm still able to go to the gym. Don't say you go to the gym because it turns out in the new normal, the only thing we're allowed to do is, is work. So if you give them any ideas, there's a good chance they will close down gyms tomorrow. So don't say anything. Just say you're at home. Yeah. I'm at home all the time. You don't do, none of us do anything fun, although I yeah. don't get banned. We are just work drones to generate taxes to pay for lockdowns. No rooftop That's- bars, no, no Negronis, no champagne, no oysters, nothing like that. If we could get to, to, a, to a rooftop bar, which we can't, but if we could, what's the point going to a rooftop bar, bar before 10pm or without <laughs> the ambition of staying past 10pm? <laughs> Where were we? Where were we? What? So how do you see this going then? Because <clears throat> is this going to be like a, a, a kind of Hollywood fairy tale ending against all odds Wasps managed to take down the European champs? Or is this just going to be the same inevitability of an Exeter, Exeter victory? How did Wasps manage to beat 
everyone that they everyone that they beat post restart because I don't have an answer to that question really. I've never ever seen a team reach the finals unless you can correct me who has spent so little money has pe- has so many players with so little pedigree and that's not to demean the likes of Launchbury and Fakatoa. But let's be honest, like the wider squad, not a lot of pedigree there. If they keep their starting 15 on the field, yeah, there's quite a lot there. And who had turned it round so drastically from the start of the season. So you look at all those three things, I cannot think of a single team which looks like Wasps, plays like Wasps, does anything like Wasps. I, I, so with that in mind, I don't know. I don't know how they, how they do it, but I don't know how they've got here. We, we've had this before. I totally disagree with you on, the, on, the, on, on Wasps. They've, they've got an absolutely class side. Yeah, well, apparently so. I mean, absolutely class. There, but, no, but, but even in terms of pedigree and names. It just, if you go back, don't just think about Exeter. Think about every premiership, every premiership winning side. And then think, who are the guys who I'd fit into the Saracen side or I'd fit into the Exeter side or I'd fit into, well, I think it's only those two teams that have won it for God knows how long. Probably Wasps were the, were, were the last winners before that. Quinns or Northampton before that? Yeah, Quinns, Northampton, probably Tigers have got one. But, you know, this is not a team of that pedigree, would be what I'm saying. But it doesn't matter, is, is the other point, because look at what they've done. To answer your question, or to, to answer some of your question from before, as to what, how have they got here, Wasps are playing with some amazing cohesion. They've got a very good defence, very well-organised defence, and very physical defence for not an enormous pack. And they are phenomenal, probably the best team in the league. Actually, I think statistically, definitely the best team in the league at turnovers. And they've got rapid outside backs and two playmakers who know how to use the outside backs. So they're a team, and we saw it in the semi-final against Bristol, they're a team who are defensively solid, will look for the turnover, and then as soon as the turnover comes, they will try and exploit it with the pace that they've got out wide through Fekitoa and Kibarigi, who's been possibly the best winger of the season. Yeah, that's and, a great shot. And Minotzi and... Um, either Marcus Watson or Josh Bassett, who sits out wide. And they've got playmakers who can do that. So that, that's how I see what... I don't know if you two agree or disagree with do, that analysis. I do agree with it, but I'd add a little bit more to it and kind of just thinking about this on the fly a little bit. But it's the Wasps. It's something you said before about turnovers. But is the Wasps' superpower, the fact that not maybe they've got the best squad or the absolute best players... But where they do have very good players, or their best players, they maximise their talent with, with their style. So whether that be allowing down... I mean, I, very rarely do you see a scrum half get as involved with every phase of play as Dan Robson did in, in their last game against Bristol. Uh, he was kicking the ball. He was, you know, he was doing absolutely everything. Uh, they also allow uh, Willis and they allow Youngs to... to to get the turnovers and I guess if the whole squad is dedicated to making sure that they get the most out of the most talented players that's a pretty potent mix yeah so, and I'd agree with that and here's and sort of gluing together the two things you both just said I think uh, it all hinges on Wasps defence because where they've been absolutely immense and the biggest improvement and I think it's as a result of their fitness if they manage to be dominant in defence then they're, going to, then they're going to open up opportunities for Willis and co and then Wasps play their game. If they can't do that defensively because of the power that X to bring, they're not going to be able to deliver the turnovers and they're not going to be able to negate what X to do. I think, I think it probably does come down to something as simple as that. In other words, who's hardest? Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, Phil, go on. 
Uh, no, I, I was going to say, I, I, think, I think that is right. And that's where there's an interesting dynamic to this for me, which is Wasps have had two weeks off. In fact, they've had more than two weeks off, as in they've had the, the duration of time two weeks off, but they've hardly trained, as Tim said before, certainly not as a squad. So they won't have been doing the physical, the brutal physical stuff. So they, the players that they get out there should be as fresh as possible and have been totally focusing on this game. Conversely, Exeter, they won last weekend, but they only just won. That was a absolutely brutal encounter that had it have gone on for five or ten minutes longer, I, I actually quite strongly think that Racing would have ended up winning it. Um, and so how how Exeter turn around from that position to this position is the real key because Wasp will be fit and fresh. Exeter, maybe not so much. And I actually do expect Exeter to change their squad, um, uh, particularly in the forwards, a, a reasonable amount because they've got guys like Dave Dennis and Don Armand um, and Moon and Yendel who can come in and come off and, or come off the bench and be almost as good, be 98% as good as the man they're replacing. Yeah, just two things. I just want to rewind a little bit to the defence point and then ask you a question about the preparedness for the game. But on the defence, I do think there's a compounding effect. They're so good at turnovers. There's so many of them. Is it the turnovers that make the defence great? Or is it the defence that gets the turnovers? And I just wonder, because they can steal the ball so quickly, uh, statistically at least, does that allow the defence to remain fresh and therefore get more turnovers? So with Exeter, if they do their horrible holding on to the ball for one million phases as they're grinding you towards the line, that to me could be a killer for Wasps. So if they answer that question early doors, potentially and hopefully by stopping Exeter entering the 22 when they, when they do that their best, I think they're in with a real, fight, a real fighting chance. Regarding the preparation for the game and how Wasps look at the cards that have been dealt, do you think that's a mental thing? Because on the one hand, if you come into it bouncing, thinking, yeah, we've had two weeks off, it, it's great, and it's a, you know, a positive message, I don't think you're losing that much fitness over two weeks. I don't think you're losing uh, that much cohesion. But the positive message is that you've had, a, had, had two weeks off. The positive message for Exeter, of course, is they're on a bit of a roll. And I wonder which of which the two coaching sides can persuade their team that their situation is to their advantage the most. I think we're going to find out. I, I hope that it's close after 60 minutes and then we'll find out that's that's when you're going to know do you think it will be close after 60 minutes i don't i i mm, no i am, not not, I, not maybe not close enough yeah i genuinely have no idea no idea how this is going to pan out we need to wait for the teams don't we if it's yeah. if, if if they've gone through if all of uh, wasps's uh, issues are contained within their top players and or let's say all props then uh yeah yeah we're, we're in trouble if wasps, if if wasps have no type five if they're on second choice or lower in the type five um it could be a pretty long day for wasps if they've got mostly if they've got a couple of players missing maybe you pray replace a josh bassett with marcus watson or you replace uh try to think i don't know 
that, that's that's probably a good one in the outside backs. Or or you've only got one of the Willis boys, say, instead of both of the Willis boys and Tom Youngs and Brad Shield. Or De Jong comes in because for Fakatoa, who did pick up an injury in the semi final. Okay. One strain, but I think he'll be all right. I hope yeah. So if, uh, if it's those kind of things, or it's just like you're on um, you're on Ogre or Alfie Barbieri as your reserve hooker instead of um, Tom Cruise, then they'll be okay. Yeah, for for the wider game, I hope to God it isn't the type five, and it's nothing to do with this particular matchup. It's just a broader thought I've had, which is sales problems i believe were front row based uh northamptons of course were front row based because they were in contact time with sales and if the lads at wasps have all contracted it because it was in the front row on the tight five this really worries me because i bet the last pound that i have after buying that coffee machine <laughs> the rfu and the authorities will look at this situation and go, well, the only way we can have rugby back is without scrummaging. Until you, every- you, you're worrying about something you don't need to worry about yet. Oh, I need to worry about it. I need to worry <laughs> about it every single day. Every <laughs> single day, we are not playing competitive games. I, I worry about it. And if there's data out there saying type 5 forward spread COVID, which I hope there isn't, there is, um, I wonder if, if they'll make some changes for it for the community game. I really hope, hope that is not the case. Well, it, it is an interesting one because as we spoke about the other week, uh, a couple of weeks ago when the uh, Premier 15s, the women's uh, Premiership started again, because they can't afford, there's not sufficient money in the game to to um, afford the, as strict a testing regi- regime, um, they are, or they have uh, altered the laws to minimise scrum time. Um, so maybe so I, I'm not saying it's it's something that's coming up imminently, but it could be something that happens down the line. Well, actually, there is a little bit of a rumor going around about the. It's not a rumor, I guess. I, I suppose if you ask someone, that they will tell you. Um, but what I understand to be the case with the women's game is they are using it because um, well, they're, they're using it as an experiment because they can't afford the testing, or more to the point, they don't want to do the testing. No, sorry, that's not right. It's not they don't want to do the testing. But because they don't have the testing, they're using it as an experiment to see what, if what they're doing will translate to the community game. And if it's successful, those are the laws that they'll be using. Does that make uh, sense? Yes. Yeah, that, that makes Good. sense. And I, I'm interested to see how those laws play out, particularly the um, wider and longer advantage from a knock-on, as we've spoken about. The, the halfway before. step to the no knock-on law. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we'll wait and see what the teams are. Hopefully it's, let, let's just assume it's full bore, both teams. They're able to, they're, but both coaches are able to pick whoever they would want to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, didn't Exeter beat, Exeter seconds beat them, didn't they? No. So I, I looked back on the fixtures. So they played twice this year. Yeah. Um, Wasps are winning on aggregate this season. Really? Oh, no, it was Bristol. They beat yeah, so, Bristol seconds they beat, isn't it? So uh, Sorry, extra seconds beat Bristol. Last, yes. Last November, um, almost a full 12 months ago, uh, Wasps travelled to Exeter and lost 38-3. And that was a full Wasps team, pretty much, uh, albeit under a previous coach, under Dai Young. And it was... Um, 
not a full Exeter team. It was almost, it wasn't Exeter seconds, but it wasn't uh, a full, full strength Exeter team. But then recently, round 22, the final game of the, the regular season, Exeter rested everyone. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, it was an Exeter third team. Yeah, so um, I, I worked that game. I should have remembered that. Yeah, including uh, the names you will recognise, names that will, will probably be um, very talented players and big stars in a few years, like Tom Wyatt, uh, Charlie Wright, Richard Capstick, Marcus Street, Jack Innard, James Kenny. Right. So all in, the, start, all in the starting lineup. So you can't read a single thing into that most recent game, no. unfortunately. Let's, let's just hope for uh, a, an entertaining game. And like I say, I would love to see Wasp be in touch or just the score close in some way with 20 minutes to go. Because either then we will see the heroics that Exeter can pull out. Uh, or we will see Wasps manage to just somehow find a way to win, as they have shown that they can do. Yeah, and so in, in my head, if if this was a normal uh, final and Exeter hadn't played last weekend and Wasps had a full-strength team, I think Exeter would win fairly comfortably. They'd keep it very tight and um, win by probably 15, 20 points. I've been trying to think of ways to convince me that Wasps can do it, and I'd, I'd would love to see. I, I think both would be great fairy tale, uh, or both would be great stories. Wasps to finish the season as they have done, and Exeter to get the double. I would love to see. I've been trying to think of opportunities for Wasps to do it, um, and Exeter were um, threatened and beaten out wide several times by Racing Metro when they got good quick ball, quick ball at the rook, and went wide early with the pace out, out wide. And that is something that Wasps will be looking to replicate because of all the things that they can do, that is one of their um, their highly rated party tricks. Mm. So they've got a chance. They've got a chance. Here's, here's a thing for you, right? Outside of Exeter, in the English Premiership, with their full team out, who plays the most brutal brand of rugby? Uh, Bath. Yeah. Anyone else? Bath and Sale. Say, with, a full, yeah. with a full team out, you, you, you're missing someone. Uh, well, Saracens. Saracens, right? So I, I just had a thought in my head then, because um, speaking to, uh, to some of the Wasps people, they legitimately think that the turning point was their 70-something, win, 70-something points to five win against Saracens. Now, that wasn't the full, the, the, the full strength Saracens. But then I, I remembered they also beat Saracens 28-18. And the shocking part about this was it wasn't Wasps' first team. It was basically Wasps' team without well, their start, well without their starting halfbacks and starting wide players. Yeah, the Owen Farrell Red. Yeah, and it is a full-on Saracens team. A full-on Saracens team. So, you know, maybe this, maybe the physicality we're thinking about for Exeter might not be as big a part of it as maybe we thought. Hmm... I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm relieved we got that game because I just it. As much as we would have tried to have been enthusiastic about Exeter v Bristol, no, nah. you wouldn't. I wouldn't nah. have been. I would do no. that. Actually, now here's an important question for you. Everyone loves Exeter. We love Exeter. Extra grand old club. To not not everyone does. There's there's some yeah, yeah. some 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 odd folk on Twitter absolutely hate them, but you know they can do one. 
some religious folk don't like them. Yeah, some some cult, some cults, some cultists. But, yeah, but you know, most sane people do. Um, who would he? Who would he be supporting? Because as, as romantic as the Exodus story is, you can't help but not love this wasp team. I, I I think I'm going to be neutral, but happy if either team wins. Yeah, I, I'm probably probably for for the long term story. Probably Exeter, because this is yeah. As as I'm just kind of saying it, this this is such a long term development. And wasps when at the start of the season, and indeed when when Lee Blackett took over, they would have been delighted to get top four. That, that would have been a real yeah. big achievement for them this season. So they've already overachieved compared to the season. Whereas Exeter, they would have been targeting really both Europe and the Premiership, um, yeah. which is the culmination of the over 10 years of work for Exeter. So as much as I like both clubs and I think they're both doing everything right, yeah, I will be supporting Exeter. Interesting. Well, uh, as in- both would satisfy me. Um, both would both would satisfy me both ways, but for, for the reasons Phil just described, I think the the Exeter story is uh, is absolutely phenomenal, and I want that kind of uh, I, yeah, I, I want the work ethic and the, the dedication and the attention to detail and the cultivating their own young players through to top class internationals and a ten year road. I, I want that. I, w- I would love that to end with a double. Yeah, it's. There's two contrasting stories, isn't there? There's the long-term, super planned out, step-by-step, gradual, incremental improvements, the genius of Rob, Rob Baxter, and, of course, then there's the Wasps story, which is not the same in any, in any sense. Um, and back to what you said, Phil, as a neutral, I will be supporting Wasps. Um, the, the, um, stro- you've got to remember, for Wasps, I think sometimes we, we sort of forget they haven't just come out of the blue. And Lee Blackett was at pains to say this um, during the semi-final. Wasps have been to four of the last five semi-finals. Mm. Yeah, I, I completely understand that, right? And, and, <laughs> and that's in a, a time period when there were Saracens and Exeter. Yeah, I, I don't think that is a fair representation when they were going to find- 22 games th- th- there is no fi- m- there is no more fair representation you than own- yeah you only need to look at the teams it just it just is not the same thing they are not the same teams and not the same organizations no but uh, what well, i'm saying what i'm what i'm all i'm all i'm illustrating is actually the blip was last year no no they've been hemorrhaging well, well well no 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 in terms of where they finish in the table the blip was last year They've been, th- they've been a top four or a top three side or a top two side in, 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 on one occasion for four out of the last five years. So, I, so the reason I disagree with you there is because I think the blip is this year. Um, not in terms of league position, because I don't think league position is a good way to judge it. In terms of, sal- of salary spent compared to where they finished. When they finished doing quarterfinal stuff, sorry, semi-final stuff, uh, they were spending a lot of money. They had lads like Sippers and Curtly Beal on allegedly, what, seven, uh, $750. You know, they, they had an awful lot of salary cap spend. When the salary cap stopped, they fell. And, you know, it just looks, it, you know, they play like that kind of team. This is the abnormal year because the, sal- the, the salary spend is so low. That's how I, how I look at it. Although I do take your point that 
there are some residuals left over from those glory days. But I'd say if you go back and look at the teams, they'd be completely different. Hmm. Elliot Daly and Will Stewart were the big losses last year. But they've, I'll just go back to it. They've still got a really class side and a really good squad. They have, they have got a good squad. And a good, a good chunk of it is guys that they've brought through. Um, like the Willis boys and, and their young hookers as well, who are exceptional. And, and guys like Launchbury. And yeah, Will Rowlands has grown into, grown into the role over the last few years. Yeah. 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 And they they have got a sprinkling of stardust like Fekitoa and I mean Sopoanga is still in the squad, but not not playing at all. Yeah. Gopeth is class. Uh, Minotzi can do some amazing things. Uh, and Brad Brad Shields is a high profile signing as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I will be as as much as I would be happy if Wasps win, I will be supporting Exeter. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. With the news that Bristol aren't involved, uh, Eddie Jones has added a few men to his squad. Carl Sinclair, Ben Earl and Max Mallins from Bristol slash Saracens. Yeah. That's uh, that, that. I'm really pleased to see Max Malins uh, getting the reward for some outstanding performances lately. Yeah, he, he has looked class. <laughs> I wonder if he would have been in anyway, or whether it's because Elliot Daly has been injured. I, I'd hope he'd get a shot anyway, because he's been. I mean, it's pr- pretty high praise to say. There has been almost no drop-off from losing Charles Piatow when Max Malins steps up. Yeah, it's amazing, that, isn't it? So one of the best fullbacks in the world goes down injured, and his replacement, uh, young Englishman re- replacement Max Malins, is um, almost no difference in terms of all-round quality. <laughs> I thought you were about to say young Englishman, someone else, and I, I. I... <laughs> <laughs> I thought Scott's going ripped. Um, <laughs> I can't remember his name though. Um, James yeah, Wilson. James Wilson, young, young Englishman. Englishman James Wilson. Yes, that's an old, an old podcast Kiwi. joke. Thirty-five-year-old Kiwi. Um, yeah, <laughs> not a long-time listeners. That one. Uh, <laughs> what was I going to say on on this one? Um, I can't remember. Sorry. Yes, uh, in terms of salary cap, again, it has to always go back to salary cap. Um, 
the, the fact there's no drop-off from Charles Piersow to Max Mallins should really put Charles Piersow on, on red alert. <laughs> or Max Malins needs a massive pay rise and a, a massive contribution to a rental property when he gets back to Saracens. <laughs> yeah, something's got to change in this. In, <laughs> maybe they meet up, they say, look, we're both as good as each other. Let, you know, let's combine our salaries and then half it. <laughs> But uh, did, did you hear what Eddie Jones said? Uh, his review of the Champions Cup final. Do you want to hear it? Yes, I've not heard this. Go on. It was a good contest of contrasting styles with uh, a very theatrical refereeing performance. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it's just Eddie being Eddie. Eddie's going to Eddie. I really <laughs> like him. I can't help but really like him. I, I, do love, like- it. I love Eddie Jones. I think he's amazing. Yeah, any man that likes to, to to ruffle feathers, I'm down with that. I'll tell you what I watched um, yesterday. So I was in London for a couple of days, got a late train back to Manchester and uh, feeling a bit crap because I've basically been sat at a desk for, for two days um, and on a train um, and went down into the gym and put um, a bit of YouTube on and put on the England rugby do these training videos and there was a new one up this week and it had Mark Wilson things. topless uh, sadly no topless ah. but Mark Wilson is just in unbelievable shape every time I see him he just and even he's hanging out with England international rugby players and he still looks so massive <laughs> have you seen Dick on the, on the what bike oh, oh yeah, yeah the video of him on the what bike oh he looks scary He's so good. So good. Such unbelievable definition. So that that's a highlight. There's some brilliant shots of the um, the training facility. They're, they're not at Penny Hill Park, as we discussed um, on one of the other podcasts. Um, but Not at Penny Hill Park to save money. What does that tell you about how, how they used to be spending it? Well, they, Eddie's excuse on this was it was um, because they couldn't create a bubble um, in Penny Hill Park. Nah, we've got to go out of the Lansbury because that's where we can get a babble. Exactly. Yeah. So take from that what you what you want. I mean, there, there's Lansbury and Teddington, which is it's not going to be cheap round there. Albeit, man, you, I guess no one's travelling at the moment. So maybe, Lansbury's maybe all right. It's not cheap. it's not that posh. The Lansbury, not that posh. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, as well. Oh, the last I, I stayed there before a uh, before a match <laughs> that I was working on, and um, uh, because it was an early start. And it was it was super cheap. It was well cheap, but that's was that's, that's COVID nineteen, yeah. So now now's the time to go and stay at all these hotels. You've always wondered what they're like. Yeah. Gonna, when you when you start saying the Lensbury is Lensbury is well cheap, that means you've been working for BT Sport far too long. No, no it was legitimately cheap. <laughs> far, far too much BT Sport money. <laughs> um, but the, there's a couple of good things. It, it's not huge insight, but it's just good to you get the shots of. Eddie and Owen Farrell in particular talking to the group and motivating the group and they are awesome listening to those two speak and then you hear um, there's there's one with um, Johnny May who I, I love Johnny May as a player but he's doing his a bit of a, a G up to the boys as they're all stood in a huddle on the side of the pitch and it's not got the same impact no not even close <laughs> There is something about Farrell and the way he talks, the way he looks. It's his accent, I think, which just means he doesn't... He's not the man that messes about. It's his brow. 
He's yes. got quite because because I have one myself, so I'm saying this not as a criticism. I have one myself, a, a sort of a slightly protruding, slightly Neanderthal-esque brow, <laughs> and it just it like sometimes I'll sit there and um, maybe it's you know a version of resting bitch face, but uh, some, sometimes I, I look like I'm in a bad mood when I'm not. I'm just sat not with a normal face, and I think Owen Farrell has that same phys- physical thing. Is and he's he, he is really serious, but he looks really serious. And he speaks really seriously. He means business. He's so impressive. Imagine that you're one of the other England lads and you went to one of the top public schools in the country and you regularly made the Daily Mail Cup final. And then all of a sudden there's this gruff northerner whose dad was a rugby league hero. He sounds like, like, like a rugby league player. He's equally as hard as one. And now he's telling you, and now he's motivating you. Yeah, you'll get motivated. You, uh, yeah. You've not seen many lads quite like this. Yeah. It's 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 worth watching just for those two, and and also for saying for um, Ellis Genge saying the downside of COVID is he can't nick food off other players' plates. That's a massive <laughs> downside. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't understand. Aren't they in so, a? They're they're in an eco bubble. They're, they're like within the camp. You can do what you want. Surely. Um, I think because I mean, they're, going, they're going in and out. Yeah, I know. I know you're joking. Clearly, but they, a they joke. Are, they are going in and out of the um, the camp. And as also. Well. Also, Ellis Genge meant guests of the Lensbury. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so England play, England play Saracens on Saturday. That's good. <laughs> Indeed yeah. they do. Strong Barbarians team named. Uh, is it, is it, not, oh, sorry. Strong Barbarians squad, squad named. So um, I'm not squad, but I have seen there's somewhat of a controversy over it. And it's not really over the Barbarian squad, but it's the fact that players are allowed to be released for the Barbarian squad, but potentially won't be allowed to be re- allowed to be released for the Lions team. Yeah. Now this so, this, this I can't help. Sorry, sorry. What, what what what's the issue? So there's two players, Tom de Glanville and uh, and one other. Well, the, the, the Eddie Jones just said, "How about giving him a bit of game time? Are you all right with that, Bath?" And they've said, "Yes, that's it." That's the story over. Yeah, but there is a there's a spin on this, which is one of the Lions management has said that so the first Lions warm ups game, which is versus Japan at Murrayfield, is the same weekend as the last Premiership game next season, the final. Oh yeah, but by and, the way, it's really good that they've picked uh, Murrayfield for a game against Japan. It just it means it's, it'll be special for everyone because everyone will be on a neutral ground. Except for Stuart Hogg. <laughs> well, Stuart Hogg will be in the Premiership final. Oh, yeah, he'll be in the Premiership final. So, that means, yeah, everyone will be on a neutral ground. That's great. <laughs> Sorry, Scotland. I, I'd say, including Finn Russell, because if Greg is still in charge, I guess he's not a Scottish player, is he? <laughs> oh, he's, he's on the bench. He's in number, shirt number 23. They're not just going to give him the 10 shirt back straight away. He's going to have to earn it in camp, isn't he? That's fair. I think that's yeah. right. I, I, I don't think the other... I don't think it would have been fair on Adam Hastings for Finn Russell to be straight in number 10 because Adam Hastings has played well. He has played well, but uh, I actually think that all of the Scotland team should beg Finn to start. In fact, it should be, it should be Finn dropping them, not vice versa. <laughs> but this, the story, and I, I do think it is a non-story, but the story as it's been spun is that uh, PRL as yet haven't granted a... Um, potential release for the 10 clubs who won't be competing in the final for the Lions that weekend. So right now, whatever we are, eight months out, 
we don't know whether there might be Premiership players available or not if they've not got a game. Come on, um, let's find just find something else to moan about exactly. in, in the meantime. Yeah. You've got plenty of time to moan about that. It's not a story at this moment in time, is it? it it's not in my mind because there's been nothing. For, for once, uh, PRL have not said anything that puts their foot in it. Yet. Yeah, mate. We should it? congratulate them for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. normally, normally PRL saying nothing is the the problem in it in and of itself. <laughs> but not this time. <laughs> not this fairness. time. <laughs> uh, just look at this team; it's um, very Saracen-y with a couple of Harlequins sp- sprinkled in. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it from from a lot of clubs' point of view. They're like, well, no, you, we're starting the Premiership again in a few weeks. You we, you need to have your downtime. Whereas Saracens don't know when their next game is going to be. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I was going to go through the team, but I literally can't read some of the names, um, which makes me a racist. So um, I, uh, I don't think I will try. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the team's not now. We know the squad, don't we? Oh, sorry. Yes, I'm, I'm looking at the forwards here. Uh, people are being people at the moment in the rugby world are being called racist for far less, mate. So I won't worry about it. Yeah, I literally can't read these names. Um, the the word the word the word racist has lost all meaning. Yeah, I would need someone to tell me the name so I could repeat it, and then I would know it. But I simply can't. I simply can't know. Yeah, uh, yeah so that should be good. Um, they play, and also Georgia, Georgia here somewhere. They're playing against Scotland on Friday. Friday night. Right. And Friday night the... lights. Uh, followed by Six Nations as well. Yeah, and we've got Six Nations starting this weekend. Obviously, yeah, Italy we, we, we... the island. Italy the island on Saturday and we also have a warm-up another warm-up which is France v Wales which is a warm-up to the Six Nations next oh weekend. god I can't stand that France are playing Wales <laughs> it's it by, I yeah. mean it's by, I'm like, out, like they've done this autumn nations competition with teams that always play each other in the Six Nations playing each other and I can just I, I don't like that but I'll get on board because I know rugby needs money and we need games and all the rest of it and Fine, but playing teams that you play in the Six Nations and in the Autumn Nations Cup in a friendly before the Six Nations and Autumn Nations Cup, what are you doing? <laughs> but isn't this the problem with the South Africa idea coming into Six Nations? Which is, what are they going to do during the summer tour? Because they can't play any Six Nations teams, or they can, but who cares? Yeah, they, they would still do that, I believe. Which, yeah. you're right, it does... It, it somewhat uh, degrades the importance of, of those summer tours, albeit summer tours are less important anyway. They are. I mean, but potentially you'd be playing South Africa four times, which would be joyous. On which, the, uh, which on, England on the, did last year yeah, anyway. Which England did. And you can't have too much of a good thing. Or in 2018, whenever it was, whenever they toured to, to South Africa. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, think how much we absolutely loved and the whole, world, the whole rugby world stopped for England v New Zealand the only time they played in a four-year period. I'm not saying I would want that, but just compare and contrast. Like, no one will care about Wales v France. Nope, nope, I certainly won't. Nobody I, will care. Good point, Tim. Who is this game appealing to? Because not only have... Um, so, not only is it just a warm-up game, so it doesn't mean anything. I mean, I, will they even give a cap for, cap, cap for this? Is it That's a good cap? question. So the, because the if bar- it's a warm-up, not a test game. Barbar's game is a no-cap game. I don't know. I assume the France-Wales game will be because it is two fully-fledged international teams and then they're, mm. they're not A-teams or Saxons or whatever. Do, do Wales even have an a, a team at the moment? I don't think they do. 
No. Hang on. I don't like this. I like it even less now. So they're two fully fledged teams, but they're war. They, 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 well, if they're going to want a warm up game, there shouldn't be a cap. Shouldn't be a cap, and let's not televise it. Let's yes. just find out, find out, <laughs> find out the score on the internet if anyone cares. <laughs> yeah, do it in you know, quarters, maybe if you know, reset, you know, do a reset scrum for or reset scrummaging for twenty minutes because you just want to do the scrums. In fact, let's just watch. Yeah, they, they should just stop, and we should watch their line out practice for twenty minutes. And then they you know can do I, another little 10-minute game. Do you know what I would watch? Like, genuinely would watch. And they might be missing a trick here for TV coverage. Something like, and I can't think exactly on my feet now, precisely how it would go. <laughs> you've, t- you've talked, I remember with Rugby 10, Rugby X, you came up with an idea of just doing lineouts and scrubs. Is that what you're getting at? Well, that would be superb. <laughs> I mean, that would be but the day before a test match... Some sort of televised, some sort of televised captains run, or the week of training. I, I would sit and watch England train if they had a twenty a, a, an hour session for for media to watch. I'd watch that if they were all mic'd up. I think a lot of people would. Yeah, they, they do. England in the past have done um, captains runs in front of twenty thousand people at Twickenham. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah, so- we went we went to the captains run in Chicago. USA New Zealand and we were allowed to watch the whole of the new USA one and then basically got kicked out of the stadium when yeah. New Zealand came on I had to go to the owner's box it was terrible uh, <laughs> no we snuck up to the owner's box because oh, yes. they, they kicked us off the pitch but didn't actually kick us out of the stadium and we just was that was that there. before or after JB had his photo taken with Kieran Reid and was scared to touch him so did a hover hand by his oh, shoulder oh um I think that was so. We went to the box as so as we were getting kicked off the field. Kieran Reed was walking out to the field, so we we said hello. Well, actually, that isn't true. He said, "JB, Phil." <laughs> and we signed his shirts for him. Uh, <laughs> we were on our way. So um, as as for the teams, um, so is Iron is Iron Do in the Scotland team? Is he getting? Is he starting? Starting. Oh, yeah. yes, love yeah. it. Bit of uh, do. Love it. He's been he's dreaming of that since he was a child, pulling on that thistle. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, Ollie Kebble, another good Scot- young Scottish lad. Another born young in Scot- South Africa. Yeah, another young Scottish lad. Uh, yeah, born in South Africa. Again, I'm not I'm not knocking the players. I'd do the same thing, and I'm not knocking Gregor Townsend. I'd pick the same players. I'm knocking the system. I absolutely hate it. But hey, fair play. Love it. I, d- I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'm just. I accept that that is the international game. Um, we are where we are. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Um, yeah, and, 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 and as for the island team, um, it's all as you would expect. Uh, Stockers at fullback. I, I think he would have been fullback even if Jordan Lama was fit. I, I tend to agree that he would have been. Um, there are, there's a, I'm just trying to find the team now. Keenan's on the wing and a Con- Keenan and Conway on the wings. And the other one is. Um, it's uh, Bundyaki and Gary Ringrose in the centre. I thought it wasn't Ringrose. I thought it was the young lad, the young Leinster centre, whose name I can't remember. Oh, it, it Will, might be, actually. Will Connors. Is it? Oh, no. It, no, it's not. Where is he? Well, sorry, I'm getting confused. Will Connors is uh, the number seven. No, I, I am getting confused. So, yeah, uh, Aki and Ringrose. In the centres, mm. you are correct. Keen, keen on the wing with Conway. You know as balance, power, pace, skills go, 
It's a pretty nifty centre partnership, that one. Yeah, it's not bad. With with Henshaw coming off the bench and covering, well, centre and 15, or being yeah. hopefully less of 15. I was thinking about the conversation we had last week, and I think that's the, the, that's the big position to watch during this autumn and Six Nations in the spring as well, is, is the centres. Everything is up for grabs there. Isn't it? What, you mean for Lions? For Lions, yeah. Yeah, well, you'd, you'd, you'd struggle to find much better than Bendiaki. Bendiaki's a, a superb player. And if you think about the trouble that England have had trying to find, trying to find a 12, uh, it just shows how established and how good he is. Mm. I do. You, you then need your distributing player to come from somewhere else, be it 13 or 15. Yeah. Aki and Slade? Aki and Slade could work. Aki and Malins at 15. Malins, that would be quite the jump, wouldn't it, if he finds himself uh, in a Lions shirt? Yeah, it's, the 15 shirt has to be Stuart Hoggs. He is, he is the best 15 in the whole nations. He's the best 15 in, in the Northern Hemisphere, and he's one of the best 15s in the world. Yeah, that's an interesting point, because he clearly and obviously is. It then just makes everything more complex of trying to find your second playmaker. I wonder if that puts a playmaking 13 more in the picture. Mind you, I'm thinking Eddie point of view because he likes his 12s to go forward brutally, brutally hard, usually. Uh, One thing to mention in terms of these games, again, might have an impact, a knock-on impact into the centre, is uh, George Ford is injured. Yeah, an Achilles problem, a long-standing Achilles problem. Never good. Which probably means that Farrell will... Step back inside to ten. Yeah, which is going to open up an opportunity for possibly Ollie Lawrence. That'd be cool. Uh, maybe Slade at twelve. I don't know. Would he do that? Slade so plays well. No problem. I mean, yeah, no problem. He could do it. Yeah. His man. I can't I remember him. I can't remember a, a standout game for England at twelve. He's all his best rugby's been at thirteen, hasn't it? I, I can't remember him playing. To, I know he played there a couple of times for Exeter, but mm. um, he, he's had very limited uh, exposure at, at, at 12. Yeah. Well, I guess if you're going to go for playmaking 13 um, and have someone big in at 12, then he does make sense. But at the end of the day, he's only a cheap imposter of Sam, of Sam James. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how they're going to solve this, really, because Ford Farrell is what they go for when they've run out of options. So I, I've got no idea. Maybe they'll try someone new. So we know, we know Ford is out for this weekend, but we don't know going forward. He, might, he may well be back in a couple of weeks' time when things matter. Yeah. Is there anyone other than Ollie Lawrence you'd like to see have a go? In the centre uh, for England? Yeah. Marchant. Another another crack. At twelve. Yeah. 12's no. the twelve's the hard position. Twelve's the tough one. Is that I mean, Ollie Lawrence week? hasn't played twelve. Yeah, he's played fifteen. It does feel like he could, like he's a bit more twelve-ish. But it, that's always the problem, isn't it? Manny was a bit more twelve-ish. You know that that's why everyone ends up in the twelve shirt. Farrell's a bit more twelve-ish than uh, Ford, or else it'd be you know the other way around. I wonder if uh, there could be a, a. I wonder if there's a an option for a young fly half to come in and push Farrell to 12 again. Hmm. Potentially. 
I mean, Devoto um, plays in the centre with Henry Slade. And Devoto has been in and around the England squad over a few years, but yeah. I mean, he's... He's struggled to start. He's had a few injury issues this year, and he struggled to start for Exeter consistently. Yeah, they put Ian Witten in at the weekend. Yeah, and, and Witten is a, a a very good um, player, good defensive player, very very solid man. But if if um, Devoto has aspirations of playing twelve for England, you would expect him to be comfortably starting for for Exeter. Piers Francis is in the England squad. Hmm. He's probably the the twelve who's most similar to Farrell, as in who can play most similar to Farrell. But mm. now, if I remember correctly, that's Devoto, not saying much. If I remember correctly, Devoto's finest moment in an England shirt was either throwing the pass, he either threw a pass into Burgess's knee, or he caught the pass off Burgess's knee for the Saxons, and I can't remember which way around it went. <laughs> I've got no idea. <laughs> Burgess, do you remember Burgess um, had an assist like in his, with his first touch, but the touch came off his knee, and therefore stood. <laughs> um, I can't quite remember that five years ago in a Saxons game. <laughs> Both of you need to pay much more attention. <laughs> England need to stop. Uh, need to. Stop signing foreign players specifically in the 12 shirt. They need to have a reverse-engineered Irish system where all the premiership clubs just agree, right, no more 12s. So yeah, they can bring through young 12s for the benefit of the World Cup in 2023 or 2027. Because th there is an issue in that position. Why do you think that is? Why do you think it is that we struggle for 12s? We. You. We. <laughs> it, it's, it's a challenging position to play because... And we, we spoke about this last week, but the optimum 12 is someone as big, strong and physical as, say, Jamie Roberts or Andre Esterhazen or um, Rohan uh, van Rensburg, Rohan Jansi van Rensburg, but also has the sublime skill set um, of someone like Jimmy Gopeth or um, Owen Farrell when he's playing 12 um, and the defensive steel of someone like Brad Barrett. Yeah. So to, to put oh, all uh, of... Yeah, playmaking ability and feet of Kyle Eastman. Uh, yes, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. So the perfect 12 would be... Sonny Bill. Player. Uh, yeah, but even Sonny Bill has his limitations. He does, yeah. It's um, really hard to tick all of those boxes. So you, you, no, you, ha no you usually have game. to... Yeah, you usually have to make a compromise and that affects the way the whole team plays. Yeah, it's such a such a key pivot. It's seen as such a key pivot that it seems so difficult to play, and and maybe <clears throat> thinking this through now, maybe this is um, something that historically has been a, um, a problem with the English game, where people get pigeonholed in single boxes as either a winger or a back or a flanker or a prop or a fly half or scrum half or fullback, whatever. Whereas if you look at the, say the Australian or the New Zealand game, players have more range and can more easily cover a multitude of uh, positions because their skill set is developed and is naturally broader. I reckon yeah. he'll go for a. I reckon he'll go for a big muscular type, and he'll realise. Do you know what? Looking back, I made a bit of a bollock. As and he's not the only England coach to have uh, made a bit of a bollock not involving Alex Good. Uh, so he's yeah. he's looking at Max Mellins and going, "I'm not going to make that mistake again." 
Yeah, and so Matt, Max Mellings could be the, the playmaker from 15. Mm. You know who, who I'd call up? Uh, Sam, Sam, Sam James and Luke James. Sam James and Luke James and Sam Burgess as cover. Um, but actually, no, the guy I would call up would be Mark Atkinson. Atkinson, good lad. You could, you could do a lot worse than, than Atkinson. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He deserves a shot. Although, 30 years old, not really a great time to be starting your Oh, room. stop talking about age. That's such a football chat. Hey. It's, we're, we're two and a half years away from a World Cup. That's it. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I don't think I'd be picking a 30-year-old centre. No, I would personally, but I don't think Eddie will. He's picked a 34-year-old scrum half who's got about five caps to his name. A great point. I don't know. <laughs> no one knows. Nobody knows what they're talking about except, except for Eddie, do they? We, yeah. we, we admit this. I, I do, for all the times that I complain about some of the team selections, I, I do trust Eddie. I trust that Eddie knows a lot more than me about rugby team selection and identification of talent. And I think between me and him, it, him is a toss-up, but he definitely does. <laughs> He does have um, uh, some advantages. He's got an edge, maybe a slight edge. Slight edge, maybe, occasionally. <laughs> and the, the only thing he's done that I would have done differently, and, but again, I, I'll go back to Phil, uh, what Phil just said. He, I think he knows a little bit more than I do, uh, is select Ben Spencer. Other than that, I'm bang on board. Like Don Brandt's in the squad. Delighted about that. Yeah. Fantastic. So, uh, you know, he's, he's actually picked yeah, all the people I wanted so far, except for Ben Spencer. Yeah. That, that there's your 12, mate, Don Brandt. <laughs> Don Brandt. Don Brandt or Jack Willis at 12. There you go. Yeah. Go forward, great hands, get over the game line. What more do you want? Those, those boys can do absolutely anything, so they probably could play 12. I bet Don Brandt can kick. If, if Sam Burgess can play 12, Don Brandt Al- or, or Jack Willis can play 12. Alfie Barbary can kick. <laughs> and he's play centre. He can do anything as well. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Al- Alfie Barbieri and Don Brandt, centre partnership for the uh, Autumn Internationals. Love it. I, I fully endorse that message. I, I did. I did. I, there's, there's a few good memes been knocking about this week. One of them was uh, the real reason South Africa pulled out of the Rugby Championship uh, above a picture of Caleb Clark. So, Sorry, say that again. Sorry, say I completely missed that. <laughs> the, uh, the there's just there's, there's a bunch of good memes going around at the minute, but I, I did like the one I just saw, which was uh, the real reason South Africa pulled out of the rugby championship. Uh, 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 sorry, the reason uh, they pulled. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. a picture of Caleb Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I I actually hear what you said then. Yeah, sorry, it cut out for a second for me. Not a problem, gents. <laughs> Not a problem. Right. Caleb, uh, Caleb Clark, we didn't talk about him enough on the last podcast. We didn't talk about him enough on the last podcast. No, there's a lot we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about Bristol enough in the last podcast, but that's fine. We've got, plenty, we've got time in the off-season as well. But um, yeah, any more for any more? Is there anything else we haven't mentioned? No, not really. Um, no, we're not, we're not going to go through all the Pro 14 uh, matches. I can't believe that season. It's so bonkers. That season started last week. Uh, or two weeks ago yeah a few weeks ago <laughs> a few weeks ago and now we're getting into, into it's, it's mad I suppose the premiership's the, the odd one because that's still going yeah it's all over yeah, the shop when this, is, when... this, is, this is round three sorry go on Jay when does it restart premiership yeah the November 20th week of, 
Was it November 20th? God, I thought it was December. So we're, we're five weeks away from Premiership restarting. Brilliant. Rule us all. This is why, basically, our fantasy rugby draft, uh, the draft, we'll have to do that in a couple of weeks. But yep. basically, there is no point having any international players. Because yeah, they're not yeah. going to play club rugby. Yeah, this, this year, I'm only going to draft players who can prove to me they've got COVID antibodies because the risk <laughs> of getting uh, through your squad would be just too, it's just too great. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm not, I'm not going to reveal what it is right now, but I have, um, I have, a, I have something fantasy rugby draft related, uh, a little bit of a surprise for you, um, which, which I will reveal in a, a podcast very soon. Not a new, not an, another scheme, Tim. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying a word. Just watch this space. Mm, watch this space. Excellent. Right, go and uh, go and have a few shots of uh, espresso before bed, JB. Get the right uh, get the right pid temperature yes. or tamp it properly or whatever the other words are <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go upstairs now i'm gonna reduce the temperature on my coffee machine and see, see if it makes, makes it any better Hold on. isn't feeling... tam isn't tamping a welsh word for as well as being a word for pressing the coffee grounds uh, into the thingy what's it called uh the port filter the handle yes yeah uh, as well as that isn't it like a, a word that people in the welsh valleys use for like being really really angry I'm tamping. Is... I'm I'm absolutely tamping. I am. I never knew that they were so into coffee. I mean, it must be like a real regional coffee culture thing. That <laughs> Swansea, the heartbeat yeah. of the world's coffee. There you go. <laughs> I had no idea that that was a thing, Tim. There we go. Right. Uh, okay. Right. Well, well, we'll chat after the Premiership final. In the meantime, you can find him at Jay Beardmore if you want to see someone. <laughs> just starting to go Michael Douglas in falling down over the the, the current situation in the world. About the, that's approximately exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and there is Phil who is lurking and uh, watching from afar. He'll let you know uh, if he wants to slide into your DMs. I'm at Cocker. We're at Rugby Podcast. I like the boys play. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.